This is Jennifer Polymus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue City. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you doing? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? He ate two feet for wiener. Oh, listen, Laverne, it's shit face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. It's the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about live fire and grilling stuff. If you want to jump in, Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. You can also go ahead and jump in through the email uh, or jump in through the phone, 216-220-0966. Boing. Looks like I'm getting a cigar suggestion here from Smoking Joe's Barbecue Pit. Drew Estate Java Maduro. Give that a puff, all right. Now, I'm not going to be too newbie to know Maduro's more of that darker rapper, and I'm not going to fall for the fact that darker means more bold. I've learned over time that that actually means more of a sweeter profile in some cases. So I may or may not take you up on that. Dan is saying this, uh, Swisher Sweets Grape Cigarillo. Come on. Swisher Sweets? That's not a cigar. I would be laughed at at the cigar lounge where I hang out nowadays. Can't build any trucks. Can't sell those. Can't make any real money anymore. Everybody can't do that. I'll just spend time at the cigar lounge because that's what you do. When you take up cigar smoking and try to become an expert at that. Still to come on the show this evening, Sterling Ball of Big Papa Smokers in about 12 minutes time. And then after Sterling, we'll be joined by the manager at the World Series of Barbecue, Emily Park, and talk about the last minute task that she's up to and also what you can expect and how it's going to look this year. As many of you have been emailing me over the course of the show, because you don't remember, which I think is a lie. You just want me to say it out loud. However, I'm going to say it now. I will say it again when Emily's on. Embedded correspondent from Michigan and myself, 100% wrong on the call of the American Royal being canceled. However, I think it would be a good idea, if I can remember, to ask Emily how close it may or may not have ever come if it was never even in the realm of possibility that it was going to get canceled or if it was something that was teetering that in a last minute or just weeks from the actual event itself taking place, which will be this weekend, that it was going to be canceled. I mean, who knows? So that's what you have to look forward to this evening. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at BBQ Central on Snapchat. Slash BBQ Central Show, Facebook, and Twitch for a video feed. Slash RD Rampy on YouTube for a video feed. And you can get two 
different ad-free podcast feeds if you would like through Patreon, patreon.com slash Show, or you can go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the ad-free option right there in the actual thing. Uh, episode 194 coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Coming to you from a sex... Uh, a what? <coughs> I was trying to say September and 6th all at the same time, and it came out sex. Oh, Sorry! September 6th, 2011. Backyard Chicken Roundtable with who? The likes of Shane Draper, Jeremy Sleeshman, and none other than one of top men at Traeger, Chad Ward. Here's the good news about any barbecue roundtable you might run across from my past shows, no matter how old they are, and some go way back to like the early 2010s, the majority of them, both competition and backyard, still 90% good info even to this day. Now, sure, there might be some techniques or rubs that may have gone in and out of vogue between now and then, but the vast majority of the info that you hear on these shows, still good today to help you be a better backyard cook and in some cases still help you on the competition side of things as well. And they're always the most downloaded shows when I was doing those. I've got away from the competition roundtable for obvious reasons. And I could see refiring the backyard roundtable. The show has definitely become more backyard focused, more non-competition focused, let's say it in that way. So we could scrounge up three backyard pit masters and talk about briskets, pork butts, chickens, and steaks and burgers and other such tomfoolery. I think that could happen. So that's what you have to look forward to this Friday. You do have to be subscribed to the podcast feed, which you can do on the website or on any podcast platform if you search The BBQ Central Show. And if you would like to hear a past guest or past rant or whatever, just email John, who puts it together, J-O-N, at thebbqcentralshow.com and let him know what you'd like to hear. It'll do his best to meet your needs. All right, so a lot of you were asking if I was going to be recapping the event from this past weekend, which, of course, locally was the Hartville Hardware Barbecue Contest and Grill Fest. And I will. Do that right now. So first and foremost, I want to thank Catherine and Steve from Hartville Hardware who run the logistics and put this whole thing together during the weekend. And it's got to be a year-long process for them to get everything pounded out, do a little recap meeting here after the fact, what worked, what didn't work, what could you do better, and then start circling up for what is going to be a 2022 Grill Fest. This is something that I really enjoy doing because... I feel I'm an okay public speaker. I feel I know how to moderate. I feel I can interact with talent. I can ask the right questions. Uh, they're paying me, so I'm happy to do what they tell me. A lot of people said, hey, how come you don't announce who the winners are and, uh, and, and announce who the grand champion? Who cares? I don't care. If Steve or Catherine said, run the awards, you announce who it is, I'm happy to do it. If they don't want me to do it, I don't do it. You know why? Because they pay me to do what they say. And I do that. And I'm happy to do that. And as long as they will have me back, because it's local, it's a little less than an hour, I will do that. I will do it. It's fun. The day was great. 
sunny, not overly hot, not overly breezy, well-populated, lots of business going on. And there is a lot going on. Weber was there. Big Green Egg was there. Traeger was there expoing, delivering food to all the people that were around there. There was also a backyard barbecue contest on a spare ribs that was going on that was judged later in the day. The store itself, as I had mentioned last week, huge. It's the largest independently owned hardware store in the country, 305,000 square feet. I took a picture of one of the houses that is inside. I think I forgot to post that on my social media feed, but if I can remember or as I listen to this back tomorrow, I'll go ahead and post it up there. But literally, there are one or two houses that are inside of the hardware store itself just to give you an idea of size. Then you have the grill zone which, of course, anybody who's a Live Fire fan is going to love. They have a lot of great products. They have a lot of things that you just don't find anywhere else. And as I had mentioned last week, it is it has to be the premier barbecue and grilling store in the region. I would like to give mentions to Aaron Huntelman from Go Big, Go Barbecue. Saw him, talked to him in person. Also, Tough Dan from Instagram, who won the Big Green Egg side of things. Also, shout out to Josh Gray, who won the Traeger side of things. Not only that, but he also won a free Traeger in the drawing to boot. So the guy that won the Traeger side of the barbecue competition won a free Traeger. How great is that? Also want to mention uh, John Shepard and his wife Jody from Sir Porks a lot. Big fans uh, originally from the West Coast, now over here in Ohio. Also want to thank Jody for giving me some samples of the rub that they're working on or rubs that they're working on. Looking to bring those to market very soon. Very unique in regards to ingredients. So we'll look to have them on the show to talk about that. Also, uh, Barbecue Scott. Saw him. Keith Harris from Kryptonite Barbecue. Local Cleveland guy who now works for Traeger as well. Terry Pearson, the uh, regional sales manager for Traeger. Tony Bunce was there. Saw him. Got to interact with him as well. And uh, that's who I can remember off the top of my head. So I'm sorry if I left anybody out. But I do want to say this. You know... The overwhelming best part of it for me is getting to interact with Danielle Benedivacute. If she's anywhere near you doing a live demo, I have to tell you, there are probably few that are as good as she is. Once again, it was magic. She did a incredible steak presentation, followed up an hour later by an incredible ribs presentation, and she did baby back ribs, which she doesn't even really like to do for a number of reasons, but she absolutely murdered both of those demonstrations and you know who the star is i want to say it's me but diva is drawing in crowds the tent is packed everybody hanging on the words and her presentation skills are top notch and her information is top notch the way she talks to the fans and the audience is so respectful and so knowledgeable and so easy for everybody to take in and she's answering all questions she's signing books she's very accessible I don't know if there's anybody better in the industry right now doing that type of work. Maybe there's a few that are on par, but few are better than Danielle is. So if you have the ability or she's going to be around you, or even if you take a online class that she does for Traeger on those uh, Traeger grill classes, you got to do it. If you've been on the fence, get off the fence. It's going to be well worth every penny. And then you write me and tell me how much I'm right. So Danielle, great seeing you once again. And good luck in the American Royale that's coming up this weekend. She's headed over there to defend sausage and dessert, I think. She's gotten 180 in both over the years. Uh, last time, won the sausage. Perfect score. 
Before we get to Sterling, let me talk to you quickly about Pits and Spits, handcrafting smokers and grills in Houston, Texas in that time. Establishing itself as one of the premier brands and high-quality offset smokers and more recently pellet cookers, Pits and Spits setting itself apart by using heavy 7 and 10 gauge stainless in every cooker, fully welded construction that you can feel. Three or four stainless roll-top lids and front shelves on every single smoker. Why does it matter? Well, by using higher quality materials, smokers can reach and maintain temperatures, allowing you to worry more about the meat than the heat. And by providing a fully welded smoker, you don't have to worry about grease or smoke leaking out of the barrel, that grill rattling apart as you move it through the backyard. And by using 304 stainless, you're getting an heirloom quality product that you'll be able to pass down to your kids. Where some companies focus on being the low-cost provider, Pits and Spits focuses on craftsmanship and quality materials. Are there cheaper ways to make these? Yes, but they don't like tack welds, cheap stainless, electronics that you can't trust. Having in-house manufacturing gives them complete control of their design and standards. Not something you're going to find with products brought in from overseas. Their steel suppliers will supply the material to be used in some of the harshest environments around, so they perform in any and all conditions. Pits and Spits has a dealer network across the country, but if there isn't one close to you, feel free to give them a call at the shop, 844-650-6250. That's 844-650-6250. For their backyard grill master or competition team, they have something for you. Visit them online, pitsandspits.com, all spelled out, or check their pits in the wild across social media at their handle at Pits and Spits. We're waiting for Sterling Ball to connect. As soon as he does, we will have him up. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes. Now with the PBX, a host of accessories to complete your Pit Barrel cooking experience, whether you're a beginner or professional. Definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. Joining me this segment, a 2012 American Royale winner, the pitmaster of Big Papa Smokers, and the associated rubs and sauces, Sterling Ball, joining us here on the show. Hey, Sterling. Hey, how are you doing, Greg? I am absolutely fabulous, Sterling. Appreciate you making time for me. Before we get into the agenda here this evening, as I'm sure you were listening eagerly in hour number one uh meathead referenced that you are anything but someone who shows reverence i took umbrage with that i said sterling uh, definitely shows reverence in certain things Uh, would you classify yourself as someone who is uh, showing reverence at the right times or are you more of a grader as he said boy i don't know i um I didn't hear it, and uh, <laughs> I just don't want to touch that. Okay, I said, I said, Sterling is perhaps one of the most underrated, underappreciated, under whatever in the live fire community. If people knew half the things he has done, for instance, uh, barbecue hall of fame, 
for instance, uh, the the grant for Smithfield, uh, just to name a few things. You know, then you do a guinea pig, then you do King. So we'll get into some of those others. I don't think that you get enough appreciation. He said, well, he might be falling victim to someone who speaks his mind, and that might cost him a little bit. Now, he did say he loves you dearly. He considers you one of his main mentors. Few cook as well as you, and he loves your products. And that's saying a lot from somebody who's coming out with a competing line of products. So I think you might be oh. the most underappreciated guy in live fire. No, you know, I don't think so. I, I just think it's an interesting um, group and an interesting avocation. And, you know, the one thing I'll never be able to do is cook as good a sweet and sour pork as meathead. <laughs> Few do. That, Few that do. was a shot, by the way. Yes, I know. That Few was do. a shot. That's his go-to, right? Yeah, exactly. But I, I love meathead, and we started kind of at the same time. Um, he's stubborn. And, uh, you know, but he's taught a lot of people how to be barbecue, how to, um, how to cook a lot of things. And that's really good. And through Greg Blonder, he's been able to show a lot of people and explain a lot about, uh, some of the science and, and techniques people use. Um, but I'm wondering, is he, did he get in the hall of fame? Because I haven't, um, I haven't, I haven't heard him say anything about it. <laughs> uh, yes, he did get into the hall of fame. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I think that's wonderful. I, I love meat. So what the hell else is going on? Well, this coming weekend, Sterling, is the 2021 version of what I heard this weekend referred to as the American Royale. I've only known it as the American Royal, but perhaps I've been saying it wrong all these years, the American Royale. And I thought it would be an interesting thing to look back here. In 2012, a young Sterling Ball came on the Barbecue Central show, perhaps... That was one of the first times you came on the Barbecue Central Show, and we talked about Big Papa Smokers winning the big one, you know, the American Royal. So I wonder, like, what do you remember about that weekend? What do you remember about the win specifically? And then if you can fast forward nine years later, as we sit here in 2021, do you look at it any differently? Does it mean more to you now that you're away from it? Does it not mean any more or less than it did nine years ago? What do you think? Oh, it means more. I'll tell you, to answer your very long question, um, Thorough. first of all, I, 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 it was very cold and we weren't in trailers. This is pre-trailers and we were dying and I messed up the brisket. I cut it too short. I trimmed it too, uh, too short and it really looked terrible and I made kind of a funny box. And so I think it was really a good brisket, but I was very concerned that I hurt myself because I was very happy with the other meats. And it was Jody Clark cooking with me at the time who actually started Big Papa Smokers Barbecue Team. And uh, I'm sitting with Johnny Trigg, which I was the other two years I had cooked the Royal before I got there. Maybe I'd only cooked once before. And Johnny um, was telling me I won. I said, Johnny, shut up. Johnny, shut up. You always say this. And then when they called my name, it was so funny because, and the grand champion is big Papa. And then you could hear a pin drop for smokers. Um, that wasn't a popular win. Um, it was only our third win. Uh, you know, the, the problem you have after you do the world 
And actually what I remember, what I remember is looking up, they're putting the crown, sitting on the chair, and there's Harry Sue there and Donna, which is tremendous. You know, Harry it, it was active in competition barbecue and was, was the guy to beat back then. And oh, yeah. he was there showing a lot of love and support. And I've always, I've always really respected Harry. And uh, it really meant a ton to me that he was there and Johnny Trigg pointing to me. And um, that's where I met Darren Worth, which ended up being a, a wonderful relationship, uh, still is. But you go back the next year and you try and live up to it. And you kind of get over that pretty quickly. And the more majors you cook, the more uh, you realize that, you know, you probably, if you're cooking regularly, you're probably always cooking fairly good there. Sometimes your best cook isn't the one that wins. Um, a lot of stuff happens. But I'll tell you something. It's one of the things they can't take away from you. It's one of the things when you walk in there and you say, wow, we really did this. So I have so much love and appreciation for the Royal, and I'm, I'm proud that we've been able to qualify for the Invitational every year since. And, you know, if, if we can get enough contests to cook out here and I can get uh, fortunate enough to win, uh, maybe I'll qualify again, and I hope I do. Yeah, I was going to say, from a this year competition standpoint, I know you've had – what, maybe five or six, and it's maybe been the fewest competitions five. that you've ever done uh, up to this point. I mean, that we're, I, I mean, technically speaking, we're kind of late in the year. I mean, this is really when folks are jamming it in uh, through the summer, early fall. You have the majors that are falling out, and you've been sitting over there on the left coast, which was once, I'm not going to say it was ripe with competitions like you would find in Kansas City or some of those surrounding areas, but you had a number of competitions in that California, Arizona, Nevada type area. What's happening over there? Yeah, that, well, boy, what's happening over there? Um, you know, COVID, COVID restrictions were a lot harder on us out here. Um, it also wasn't all COVID. There were, there were issues in competition barbecue uh, that were there before that probably weren't addressed. And when COVID came down, they all kind of collapsed on us. It was really, uh, it was awful. But, you know, the promoters can't make any money. Uh, the sponsors don't feel like they're getting a return. The charities aren't getting a huge benefit. So there's a lot of issues. It's not just judging and cost. There's, there's a lot of issues we're facing. And we happen to be in a market that's really uh, taking it hard. And the thing that scares me is I looked at the calendar for next year on California Barbecue Association, and there was nothing. For the first six months of 22, wow. there's not one contest on the books. You're a team that practices quite a bit. If you are lucky enough to be allowed to follow you on social media, you can see that you're cooking a lot of general food cooking, but you're also getting in your competition practice. You've always been a team that has believed that outside of competitions, you're not practicing at competitions. You are applying what you have practiced in advance of competitions when it counts to not to know well, now that you're not even going to have competitions until halfway through next year has got to be incredibly frustrating because let's face it there's not a lot of teams that are in your region that are going to sit there and say okay we're going to travel to where the competitions are because they are not close they're days away right it listen it's been the worst feeling. You know, in a way, you know what happens is you find other things to do. As you you know how much I cook. I cook content for several people, and uh, Tyson being the number one. And but I also love to cook, and and like my friends know that. That's the funny part is that um, a lot of the 
comments that you know people ask you what's the greatest thing about barbecue and everybody answers the people and i agree with that but if you also ask me what the worst part about barbecue is sometimes it's the people too uh, there's a certain negativity that's tough but i'll tell you the problem with not being able to cook is you feel disconnected and you know you're you're part of this this whole scene and even if you're on the west coast you know everybody's texting you on sunday to see when awards are and vice versa and you really i mean i i'm not going to win a major and you know we've obviously i think done our homework uh i practice just as much as when we win as when we lose i try and be objective and i think we're ready but it feels really weird my last cook was june 5th wow. you know and and i'm always trying to cook something to have a national presence and whether it's, you know, winning the pork thing or, you know, the best I've done is third overall, but the most I've ever cooked is 25 contests. Um, I can't do that. I mean, I had five chances at ribs this year. And if you cooked in Omaha one weekend this year with the single meats that we're counting at the time, they got five chances in one weekend. Mm. I'm not begrudging that. And I'm not, I'm not bitter about that. I'm frustrated that I can't cook more. Okay. I just, it, um, and it will be, I don't know, are we still going to do our game show? Uh, yes. Aren't we? Well, well, yeah. I mean, but I'm kind of blowing some of the game Sterling, shows. Sterling, do you want to do, do play a game? N- hold on. <laughs> Not that this game show is fixed. I've no, never, heard. never. That would be illegal. Do you want to play a game? Yeah. All right. Let's Sterling, uh, before we get into the questions tonight, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, my name's Sterling Ball. I'm a grandpa to five kids. I like to cook barbecue, and I like to design and make guitars. That's right. All right, here we go. We're ready to play. By the way, if you're in the market for strings or guitars or whatever, uh, you know, go to Ernie Ball and Music Man, of course. Thank you. True or false? I have heard through what I would term to be very solid sources that you are considering getting out of the competition scene altogether. True or false? True. Final answer? Yes. Lock you in. Sterling answers true on if the rumors I've been hearing about him getting out of competition barbecue are true or false. He says true, and the answer is true. True. Look at you. All right, so that's a little unnerving. So, I mean, is it is it because of the lack of competition? Are there other things that are underlying? I mean, it everybody quickly runs to judging blows, judging sucks, judging's broke. But I've heard that for 10 years, 12 years doing the show. There, there's always a circle back to judging. But it, there has to be more facets to this puzzle than not to get it back into a more righted ship. Okay. I don't have a choice. If I don't have contests, I can't cook. Right. Uh, I have still have, I mean, I still have other jobs and I still um, am doing a lot of things that I, where I can't go away for five days to cook a two day contest. So, I mean, it, I, I, I cook where I, where I live. I cook where I cook. And I think we still cook a really wide, um, you know, a wide geographic area, but it just happens to be through, through three, three Western States. But, Hey, barbecue is, they're not dealing with it properly, in my opinion. So, I mean, I think that it's almost to a turnaround situation where, because it's not just judging, it's judging. Okay. 
it's cost, it's lack of sponsors, it's promoters going out of business. And um, all of those things add up to make it a difficult gig. And, uh, you know, I want to be able to, you know, if I'm going to cook, I want to be able to make a dent, you know, leave a bruise and, and I can't. And, uh, you know, I don't want to move. And so, I mean, really the schedule's dictating, but I think there's a lot of underlying reasons why California, and I don't believe California is not the only uh, area, geographic area that's that's in decline. And um, the membership of KCBS, I think, is in decline too. But uh, I know Iowa is a little challenged. I know Wisconsin. I know there's several places. So, I mean, it makes me really sad because it's a big part of my life. I mean, it's 11 years now. And the people I've met and the, the experience I've had have been tremendous for me. And it's given me an outlet to further expand one of my big passions outside of the music business or guitar, and that's cooking. And so if I can't do enough, it's not worth doing. And uh, also a lot of the teams that we're not, we're not getting that big of, of fields now, and the, the purses are down. So the average person, it's even really harder when, you know, the, 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 the payout, the payout is 3,500 to 5,000. It used to be 10,000. It's hard to spend your thousand dollars on that. So, you know, I miss a lot of people who've quit, but a lot of the new kids, I mean, California is really the sad part is you got so many great cooks out there and really nice people. And you, you got Mudville and B Mac and, and then, uh, you know, a whole bunch of you know, Jerry's out there. I mean, Steph, I, I, I don't want to not do it, but there's more good cooks out there than people want to, uh, recognize. Just for a reference or point, no. Sterling in its heyday, how many, competitions that california have would you say about 22 to 25 wow some of those were really big competitions you know, it, i remember dana point was a big competition i remember san anita was a really big competition really unique competition yeah boy oh i mean dana point i mean they take you deep sea fear uh, whale watching and they had a, a italian dinner and a mexican dinner and uh they couldn't have treated you any better and we were fortunate enough to to prevail there a couple times. Uh, uh, Santa Anita was unbelievable. You're at that. You really have the view of the Rose bowl that causes more people at the Rose parade to move to California and, you know, state of the earth. That's before all the thoroughbreds were dying there, but it's a great vibe. I mean, we had, we had Huntington beach on the sand. I mean, it's really sad to look back at all the great places we had to cook. And we used to get a lot of people come out West to cook those, those significant iconic contests we had. And now most of our contests are in really, really strange places that I would not be going to if there wasn't a comp. Hey, Sterling, you want to play a game? Sure. Sterling Ball joining us on the Barbecue Central Game Show. Yes or no? You will be bringing back the guinea pig competition again. No. Final answer? Yes. To the answer, if he will be bringing back guinea pig, he says no. The answer is no. He's right. So here's what I find fascinating. You know, For the amount of, let's say, crap you took originally rolling this out as as the years evaporated past, something maybe guinea pig wasn't referenced specifically, but you would hear, oh, we need a competition where it's cost control to enter and, and the meats are provided. Like all of a sudden it became the thing that should happen in order to save barbecue. But 
years before that you were on top of? It, it's too hard. And it's, it's it, to be honest with you, it's not really appreciated for the amount of effort it goes in. And I, number one, it's a, a venue issue. I can't really have it at Ernie Ball like we have. It's a sponsorship issue. Um, I'm having a difficult time there. Um, it, it's really it's really tough. I mean, and look, what makes me feel horrible about it is that I named it after the great late great Matt Dalton. And you want to talk about meeting people in barbecue that you never would have met in your normal life. I would have never met Matt Dalton. And uh, Matt Dalton is one of the greatest guys I've known. And yep. unfortunately, he's no longer with us. So I feel awkward in canceling it. But it's just, it's too hard. It's too controversial. And I can never get people to understand it. And to, towards the end, all I ask is please hashtag it. And uh, we've got almost nobody hashtagged it the last couple of years. So it's not like we're punishing and taking fall. It's, it's a ton of work. And I really can't ask the, the great but small staff at BPS to work through a weekend almost around the clock anymore. I don't think they want to do it either. Um, listen, we still love barbecue. We still love the teams. But, you know, everything's a risk and reward or weighted versus how much effort you have to put into it. And it just wasn't um, – there's no longer a rewarding experience. Sterling, last question before I let you go, and I appreciate the time as always. On a 100, we love this, 100% assurity pick, 100% yes or 100% no, Big Papa Smokers will reign supreme this year on one or both sides of the American Royal. That That's, I can't, I mean, the, the Royal happens. The jack happens, and I don't want to take anything away from the people who want it, or don't want to take anything away from the people who don't want it. You're it's, not even going to tongue and cheek me. No, I can't. I can't because you know what? It's one of those tongue and cheeks that if I if I joke and say something, <laughs> I get killed. You know what I mean? So I just have to. I have to really say what I what I really think is. It's hard to win that thing, yep. and it happens. And if I get if I'm lucky, you know, you want to. They used to say when it was in the Kemper Arena, which is what we wanted in, is that you want to get your feet dirty. You want to walk in through that uh, main floor, which is, you know, where the livestock were. And you want to, um, you know, where they did all the ropings and shows and stuff. You want to get your feet dirty. I want to get my feet dirty. You know, I don't want to be respect. I want to be respectful. I want it. I've come in 475th in the open when the day before I came in 8th. So the Royal happens, and and I love it dearly, and it is the greatest uh, family reunion. I mean, I get to see people, that I, especially this year, for the last year and a half, I haven't seen any of them, and I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, we're looking forward to having tacos at our place and Darren's, uh, Darren's tenderloin, which is just awesome, and, and Ella's got a hot dog thing, and there's biscuits and gravy. I mean – the different food things you get to do yeah. and the different laughs and stuff are really hysterical. Sterling, we wish you great luck coming up this weekend. Of course, show karma attaches, so there's no surprise on this end if you happen to walk away with one or both wins because that's kind of what happens after you show up on a Tuesday. You win that following weekend. So safe travels, and we'll see how it unfolds this weekend, my friend. Hey, Greg, thanks, and thanks for all you do for barbecue too, my friend. You got it. There he is, Sterling Ball, right there, ready to go to Kansas City and take his try at the American Royale. <laughs> That's going to be the new running joke to the American Royal. 
I'm not going to get into the specifics over the weekend, but somebody kept referring to it as the American Royale that was an expert. <laughs> Before we get to Emily Park, who's in the green room, I'll talk to you quickly about Yoder Smokers, designing and building products right here in the state, building pride through craftsmanship, world-class customer service, the backbone of how they built their company. This approach translates into what can be a truly bespoke style product that elevates gatherings with friends and family, and they're honored to have the trusted place and backyards of America. From pellet grills to wood-fired offset pits, charcoal grills, consistent blue ribbon flavor has become the trademark of what Yoder Smoker's pit is all about, and it's unique to each style of pit. And the team has developed their cookers to perform time and time again while outlasting the competition for generations to come. It's this generational thought that's rooted in the handmade products and defines the integrity of their core values. American-made quality, endless flavor, the benchmarks of Yoder Smokers. Visit the website, yodersmokers.com. That's yodersmokers.com. And grab yours today. We will be right back with Emily Park. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, welcome back. This portion being brought to you by Smithfield. Head on over to smithfield.com and get tips through the rest of the grilling season from championship pitmasters like Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, Ernest Cervantes, Childs Cridland. Also, if you are a committed cook, make sure that you're reporting all of your first place finishes and shoulder and ribs over at smokingwithsmithfield.com. And we'll see what they have getting ready to unveil for next year. We'll have to have Laura Paul on the show here sooner than later. Helping me close the show tonight, the manager of the World Series of Barbecue. You know her from her visits during the Hall of Fame time on the show when we make exclusive announcements, except when famous Dave ruins it for everybody. But we're well over that. No harboring at all. Let's go ahead and race to the hotline. And welcome back, friend of the show, Emily Park. Hey, Emily. Oh, hi. How are you? I am fabulous. Appreciate you making time for the show, as always. And I have to say, before we start digging into the particulars, well, first of all, I can't even believe that I'm giving you that I'm getting you for 15 minutes, given the fact that we're leading up to Royal Week and Weekend. So I certainly appreciate that. But before we start digging into the particulars of this year's event, for the folks that just might be getting into live fire cooking, maybe they aren't overly familiar with competition. Can you give us a little history of the event itself and how it has evolved over the years? Absolutely. So um, we are in our 41st year. It would have been our 42nd, but let's say 44, 41 and a half. Um, so it all started pretty small. Uh, there was a group in Kansas City who big barbecuers who kind of started this actually it started in a in a parking lot. It moved a couple times and then made its home back at the American Royal. Um, our partners at KCBS, they've been around for about 35, 36 years, and our story kind of goes together. Competition barbecue was happening. Uh, there was a group of individuals who were starting to get this going, and we almost partnered up and put the rules together and started from the ground up. Um, I, I hate to say the rest is history, but 
through that, you know, we got up to our crazy number of four and 500 teams um, who come out and compete every year. So we're blessed that it started that way. Uh, in the 80s, it was kind of the low thing to do. Not many people knew about what this weird competition barbecue thing was. And now you can't turn off the TV without seeing a pitmaster. So um, we're just happy to be part of the whole storyline, which is pretty cool. It is funny when you think back to the humble beginnings and kind of like parking lot kicking around and not really spending a lot of money on any. I mean, it was like the prototypical what barbecue was supposed to be, taking bad cuts of meat, turning them into something delicious. Are you surprised to see the evolution of the sport and the fact that, you know, now there's motorhomes and trailers and people are spending 200 bucks oh. on brisket and so much on pork and all this. Is that a surprise to you? Not surprised. I will say as the planner of the event, if we decided to just go back to the parking lot with those five teams, that'd be, you know, super simple, but, um, no, it's, it's crazy. Um, it is a sport. That's what's the biggest part about this. And, you know, for folks who don't really understand that it is a sport. I mean, they, the equipment that these teams are bringing out to, Cook is the most beautiful stuff I've ever seen in my life. Um, the amount of money that they're spending on protein and picking out the most perfect cut of meat. It's really incredible. And you know what? These these teams take it seriously. Um, I think about it a lot when you think about like a, a NASCAR race. Uh, these teams are sponsored. They are sponsored without us even being part of the storyline. And they are taken care of from their sponsors because of how fantastic they are at Cook's. Um, and and being part of this sport, so it's incredible. Um, I'm I, the coolest thing is that it hasn't stopped. Um, you know, 2020 gave us all what we know it did. But one of the biggest interesting things is it erupted the world of barbecue. It made it bigger. It made it stronger. It made it more of a family event. And from a competition side, more and more people want to know what it's all about. So. It's nuts. I don't think we have. I don't think we're stopping anytime soon. Emily Park joining us here on the show, manager at the World Series of Barbecue and the American Royal is getting ready to take place this coming weekend. So you know we're only a few days away from it, Emily. I know teams that are making their way to the Motor Speedway starting tomorrow. Maybe some are already on their way, depending on where they're coming from across the country. So are you able to set the scene for us as to what it looks like now and what you still might have to do before load-in starts? Yeah, we've had a couple hundred people out there the last couple days, you know, getting everything ready so that uh, when our teams arrive, the, sh the show curtain is pulled out and everyone is ready to have a great time. So tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., those teams start loading in. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we went to the, the gate of the Speedway right now and you had some folks kind of camping out because they're excited and ready. It happens every year. Um, so come 8 a.m., teams load in. Uh, they'll load in the next three days and get ready for the weekend. But for us, we're in it. It's happening. Uh, we basically built a neighborhood out there. So come on out and see, you know, one or two of your 500 closest friends teams that are coming out to compete. Emily, let's before we get into talking about the invitational side separately and then the open side separately, let's talk about last year. Obviously, it didn't take place and we know why. We did a, uh, what I, we've trying to build some stupid gimmick on the show with the embedded correspondence called the 100% assurity picks, where it's either all yes or all no on certain subjects. And we went over the big 
main barbecue competitions. Uh, John Solberg from Michigan and myself said the American Royal wasn't going to happen. Doug from Texas and Rusty from the great city of Utah said absolutely that the American Royal is going to happen. So 50% of us 100% right, 50% of us 100% wrong, which is what we like. But in reality, was there never a worry that this was going to happen this year? Or was it on the line for a certain period of time where it might not happen again? What did it really look like from your end? I would have to be a foolish lying um, event planner to tell you that it was 100% go the whole time. Um, however, from our perspective, we were we were pushing. We we wanted to do this again. Our teams mean the world to us, and we couldn't even stomach the fact to tell them, "Hey, we're not going to do it again." So, luckily, we have some fantastic partners in our city, in our state, um, our health officials, um, our board members who really worked hard to get everything kind of pulled together. So, we did have to make some adjustments. It's not going to look like it used to look. But we we decided we'll make whatever pivots we need to make to make it happen. Um, and, and now we sit here where teams are loading in tomorrow. Um, and we're very lucky that we continue to push ahead. Memphis in May happened. We thought that might be in danger of getting canceled again. Uh, that looked different, as you had mentioned. So how will it look different as teams load in and uh, spectators start to gather? For sure. So the biggest thing is we asked all of our teams to make their footprint bigger and look at their guest list again. I think that's the biggest thing. So we've got a lot of property. We have enough. We have 80 acres. Go crazy. Get as big a space as you want. We don't care. Just make sure you do it. Um, so there was no moment of, oh, we don't have room for you, which is a great thing. So that was our number one start. And then on the rest of the contest side, we just we expanded our footprint. Um, our judging area used to be 11,000 square feet. It's now 30,000 square feet with the same number of people. Um, we changed changed all of the way that we do our operations to keep people safe. Um, we're asking everyone to come down and wear a mask when not actively eating or drinking. Um, you know, and, and the biggest thing is we we worked with all of our local and state officials and really took their guidance. And when they said, you know, this is going to make this a better and safer event, we said, great, let's do it. We'll do, you tell us how to continue moving forward. And, and we did it. So the parties, although they're always fantastic and we have the best parties in Kansas City, might be a smidge smaller this year, but it doesn't mean that they're not going to be as good. Just maybe not as many people. Emily, let's talk about the invitational side first. Do you have a count on how many teams will be attending and cooking? Okay, so the last I look, about an hour ago, um, we were at 185 teams in the Invitational. Um, this is the largest Invitational we've ever had. So uh, we are excited. So we expanded our Invitational to include teams who had uh, gotten a grand championship all the way from July 1 of 2018 till now. We just know there were so many contests that didn't happen that we wanted to make sure everybody got included and got invited. So, uh, typically, that number is like 125, 127, or something like that, right? So this is this is yep. quite a jump so up. So 185. This is so man. This one yeah. it's going to be fierce. If you win the Invitational, props to you. How do you get invited? What's the criteria to meet? So you've got to win a. You have to be a grand champion at one of our sanctioned um, partnered events. So 
ACBS, IBCA, I can make that list go on and on. We work with everyone. Um, and basically, as long as you turn in the four main proteins and you are grand champion, you got the invite. Um, so we keep a, it, it happens usually a calendar year, but this year, because of everything that happened, we extended that and gave some folks an additional shot at it. So uh, yeah, it's going to be big. The next day after the Invitational, when that winner's crowned, uh, everybody turns around and cooks the open side, or at least the majority of them do. And this is, you know, much bigger. So this is the one where you really just need to pony up the entry fee in order to take part, correct? Correct. And turn in at least one protein. What's the high watermark for teams ever competing on the open side? Meaning how many, what's our max we've ever had? Yeah. 618 wow. was our biggest year. Um, that was the year we moved over to uh, Arrowhead Stadium. Um, great year when we got to do that. It was the first year we got to tell teams that when we didn't have enough room for them, we had enough room for them. So since then, it's, you know, we kind of stick around that 500 number. That 618 was bananas. So we hope to be back there soon. I would say after these couple of strange years we're through, we'll be back there. Do you have a count on how many are currently registered for the Open right now? We are at 471. Holy moly. <laughs> People are ready to get I back, mean, right? They are. And you know what? That number would have been higher. I will tell you this. I have to give a shout out to all of our international teams who registered and tried so hard to come. And unfortunately, it was it was not um, their lack of trying and effort. They there were There were probably 25 international teams that unfortunately couldn't make it this year. So... We will see you in 2022. So there's the barbecue thing to see. If you're going to be spectating, if you're not overly familiar with what the whole weekend encompasses aside from the barbecue contest, are there other ancillary items or events, uh, for instance, like the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies and so forth, that people should plan to take in while they're there? Absolutely. Saturday is um, a really fun day for us um, getting to host the event. Um, so on Saturday, we're going to do a salute to military. There's going to be a ton of equipment and maybe some fun flyovers that you should pay attention to, um, things like that out there. We've got food trucks. We have marketplace vendors. We've got bands on our stage. Um, we've got demos by some of our good friends, Dr. Dr. Barbecue. I believe that uh, we all know him well. Mr. Ray Lampy will be doing a demo. Um, we've got demos from our friends at Very Fresh who are doing... Um, Rib eating competition, that's always fun. So you got to come watch that. And then um, Barbecue Hall of Fame, that's going to be great. We're super excited. That's on uh, Saturday. Part of our awards, we are going to honor both the 2020 and the 2021 class. Um, everybody who's able to make it. Uh, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. It's a big celebration. And then, um, and then the other thing I would say, if anybody wants to come down and just experience barbecue, We've got some great VIP events where you can kind of go in, meet a pit master, ask them questions, you know, tell me about your smoker. Tell me, did you make it yourself? All these things that people want to learn. We have that experience for you. So come on down and we'll make sure you have a great time just pending what you want to do. Is entry all closed off at this point? Obviously, probably for the invitational side, but for the open, if somebody showed up Friday night or Saturday, are you going to let them in? 
If they do, we'll do our best. <laughs> as long, we never want to turn away a barbecue or um, we want to get them in, but we want to have a, make sure they have a great experience. So, um, you know, that's one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is making sure everyone is set and ready before the event. So if somebody shows up, it might be a little, uh, not the red carpet isn't as long, but we'll still try to roll it out. And, uh, but yes, I mean, come on down, barbecue. And if not, join us in 2022. We'll probably open registrations in, I would say, April, May, and uh, come down. So even if you want to come down and take a look at it, you know, see who those competitors are, maybe do that this year, and then next year come beat them all in the open. Sounds good to me. Uh, this is Emily Park, manager <laughs> at the World Series of Barbecue. I know you got a ton of things to do, so I appreciate the time you've given me tonight. Good luck this weekend, and we'll do a recap soon. Sounds great. Thanks for having us. You got it. There she is, Emily Park, right there. And she is on a mission. She said teams are getting ready to load in tomorrow. So it's on. Teams are coming in. It's going to get hot and heavy. 475 uh, or so teams ready to go on the open side. 185 on the invitational side, if you can believe it. The, the invitational number is shocking. Granted, you can go back uh, you know, almost two years. However, you still have to make the trip. So people getting that chance to come in, perhaps there's some added vigor and urgency to get there. You might not ever get back, as Sterling Ball pointed out in the segment before Emily. Uh, let me talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up the show. You have two different lines to choose from, a choice line and a prime line. The Prime line gives you three different, I'm um, sorry, two different options to choose from, a peak and a ledge. Now, if you want something that's even more portable, if you were going to go to the American Royal and tailgate and you're not going to bring a huge smoker, the Trek is the one that you want to take a look at. That can actually be plugged into the 12-volt outlet in your car or 12-volt receptacle in your car. You can run it on a car battery with the clips that's included with it. Number of different ways. Now, you want something on the back patio. Peak and ledge is what you're going to want to be looking at. Uh, peak is the big one. Ledge is the middle-sized one. Used to be the Jim Bowie and Daniel Boone, but they've been rebranded slash renamed. Both of those accommodate that pizza oven insert that I tell you about each and every week, so make sure that you grab one of those, 125 bucks or so. Easily the best investment and accessory that you're going to get with that Green Mountain Grill. Now, if you want to save a couple bucks, if you don't need peak and windows, internal meat temperature probes, Wi-Fi connection, app capability, choice line is what you want. You get a Daniel Boone on the choice line. No problem there. That one also accommodates the pizza oven insert, so you're not losing out there. Green Mountain Grills only sold through a dealer network, so go on to the website, greenmountaingrills.com. See where a dealer is near you. Visit the dealer. Get educated. Buy the right one that is best for you. When you have that full education from the dealer, you can take it home and be successful right from the get-go. No buyer's remorse. No, I don't understand this thing. You're going to know. You can tell your neighbor all about it. Educate them. Now you have a group going on the on the street. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. Also selling pellets and accessories and sauces and rubs and videos. A whole bunch of stuff. Head on over there right now. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Vortec Watch Company. They are a small batch custom watch manufacturing and vintage restoration company located in northern Colorado. They take antique American pocket watches just like this one and turn them into wrist watches just like this one. Their mission to preserve and enhance the legacy of manufacturing excellence in America in order to do that. They're combining traditional and cutting edge technology to create unique quality functional timepieces with exceptional value. Here's the coolest part. Each watch that they make is a unique one-of-a-kind piece like this one. The company founded on the motto that America wasn't assembled, it was built. Check out VorticWatches.com. And we thank Emily Park again from the American Royal, manager at the World Series of Barbecue. BarbecueHallOfFame.com is also a website you can go check out. We're saddened that Meathead will not be there, but uh, we are doubly saddened that Clint is going to be accepting at Meathead's position. Can you believe that? Question from Dan. They allow dogs on the grounds. Hmm. Good question. I don't know, but I can certainly email Emily back and see. I would imagine you telling me there's going to be 500 competitive barbecuers there and not one of them brings a dog. Unless you're talking about like, are the dogs coming out? Can you have the dog on the ground? You know what I'm saying? That there's going to be 475 dogs. Now, if you're talking about a canine, I don't know about that. But I would have to imagine. Bring it and see what happens, Dan. Then report back on Tuesday. We'll do a second. Right all the way back in the first hour, it was Meathead as we opened up Barbecue Science with Meathead. We talked all about the stall, what it really is, what's really happening. We debunked the main myth of what's going on. We also talked about how to power through it. The Rubs announced here on this show exclusively-ish alongside his Pitmasters Club. So you can go to AmazingRibs.com slash flavor. Maybe it was flavors. And buy them up if you want. Sauce also getting ready to unveil itself. Second hour, Sterling Ball of Big Papa Smokers, the 2012 American Royal Champ. He's going to be going back this weekend to try and grab it up again. No surprise to this host if he wins it because show karma attaches. And we close it out with Emily Park, the manager over at the barbecue. What is it? The World Series of Barbecue. Jeez. American Royale taking place this weekend. Teams loading in tomorrow and Thursday and Friday. And it'll get going Saturday on the invitational side, Sunday on the open side. And I will reserve segments for both on Tuesday. Aside from that, you will see the likes of a Stephen Reichland showing up. You will see the likes of a Daniel Vaughn showing up. Or we'll talk about Top 50 over on Texas Monthly. Plenty of stuff to talk about. So how do I always leave? September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. And until next Tuesday, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. This is Terry Howell from the Talk Back Fans Podcast, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show with the incomparable host, Greg Rempe.